motion picture experience. Earthquake. You feel it as well as see it in Sensorob. You will experience every sensation, feel every realistic effect of an actual earthquake. Starring Charlton Heston, Ava Gardner, George Kennedy, Lorne Green, Genevieve Bougeau, Richard Roundtree, plus the city of Los Angeles and its millions of people. Earthquake. You feel it as well as see it in Sensoround. Rated PG. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. Good sir. What? What? Hello. Hey, what's that? What's going on? <laughs> Ow. You okay? I forgot, a, I forgot a bottle opener. Oh, that's not good. No, it's not. And my wood, not wood, wood of my desk is too soft to do the trick. Are so, hello. Welcome to Movie Ruining Sucktastic. your desk? Yes, welcome to Movie Sucktastic. Mmm. This is uh, uh, episode 308. And uh, we are reviewing the Charlton Heston classic. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't I would, go that far. No, nah, I wouldn't go that far. Well, I mean, what could you call it? I mean, I guess Soylent Green would be considered a Charlton Heston classic. Yeah, or it, Planet it's, of the it, Apes. It's it's a quintessential disaster film from the seventies. Uh, I'm Scott. The uh, the other gentleman on the other side of the phone there is a uh, microphone. There is uh, Joey. Yo. And uh, we are here to discuss movies. Mm-hmm. Mostly bad movies. M- mostly, mostly bad movies. Yeah. This one, this one, I think is a bad movie. Did you know what? It it is a bad film. I, uh, I think all disaster films are bad movies, but I, yeah. I think, but I don't think there's anything wrong with liking them. 
Uh, no. Like, I mean, I got to be honest. I watched this film and I didn't walk away from it saying, wow, this is a really bad movie. I hate this. No, I, I walked away from it going, this is a really bad film. But I enjoyed I enjoyed it. A I, lot. I, uh, Holly watched it with me. At one point I turned to her and I said, this is why I didn't bitch about San Andreas. This is what you get. <laughs> that's, you know, that's, it's, yeah. You're, and actually, disaster films are just as bad now, but with much better special effects. This is also true. So, so, uh, and we're reviewing the theatrical cut of this film, which is a, which is two hours. Right. There is a 161 minute cut, which is a two hour and 41 minute cut, according to IMDb, and according to the wiki page, which probably just got that information from IMDb. Hmm. Although the official. T- extended TV cut is only 151 minutes. So I think someone is wrong somewhere. Either that or the right. extended TV cut that was shown, does, not that it doesn't exist, it just isn't available. No, no, well, but there, that, that's the only extended cut there is. That's the thing. So IMDB is just wrong with their runtime, which is po- not the first time. Possibly. Um,. Now, from what I understand, when you first told me that there was an extended version of this and we decided to go with uh, the the original, mainly because the original was in widescreen, the reason that the extended cut is not in widescreen is that the extended cut was uh, actually does not include additional footage that was shot at the time, but includes footage shot uh, like I think in 75 or 76 yeah. in order to pad the length of it so they instead of uh, so when they premiered it on television this is before cable people uh, they could break it up in the actual two parts and, and make it like an epic event yeah and of course they make more money on advertisements and just all of that so right. it makes complete the sense of, yeah. uh, they got the approval of Universal to do that um, so they 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 incl- they filmed additional scenes, which there is, was stuff that was cut out, but that's not part of the extended cut. Yeah, and and the thing is, it's uh, and I did read what you just said, and uh, it's one of the reasons why I did lean towards the theatrical cut. Oh, yeah, because for a few reasons, if our format is the theatrical, it has to have a theatrical release. The extended, the extended version, technically, w- did not did not and. Tec- well, the thing is, we've reviewed extended versions of movies, but it's always footage that was originally shot and cut so that it right. could for its theatrical release. Mm-hmm. So that that completely plays uh, into our format. So, but this doesn't. It just doesn't fit. Oh, I absolutely love the fact that you created that slide with uh, George Kennedy's. <laughs> that kid stole a car. Then he got stoned and he slammed to a little girl. <laughs> that scene was great. That's Dragnet era cop dialogue. I yeah. love it. I had to, I, I, I was like, all right, I'm doing slides tonight, and I'm doing that, goddammit, because that's fucking beautiful. There were a couple other cool lines in the film, but that's the one that stuck with me. Well, as far as, like, favorite, you know, we I always talk about what's your favorite line from the movie, favorite scene. Yeah. That's it. We that's can get it. that out of the way right now. That's it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Peckerwood, uh, Peckerwood, rich man's whore in a cop <laughs> uniform. <laughs> County Fuck cop. Yeah, yeah there, there were like quite a few parts of this film where I had to rewind it once or twice, either because I was like, did I hear that right? Or that was kind of weird. Or But in that one right. case, I was like, that was cool. I want to hear that again. <laughs> George Kennedy, he is a uh, very underrated actor. Um, oh, very. Yeah, I mean, uh, I actually forgot 
while I was watching it that he was in the uh, Naked Gun films. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I, you know, I mean, just just uh, Cool Hand Luke. Oh um, yeah. Oh he's yeah. Been in some, he's been in some classic movies. Uh, <laughs> just he is a fucking character, though. <laughs> yes, he is. Pre- he's perfect. I want to see. Like, like, like. There's like three or four different storylines in this film, and I want to see all of them like in their own movies because yeah. <laughs> they were all just. But let's start at the beginning. Mm. Uh, he you, was in you, uh, Creepshow Two as well. Oh, I. You know what? Creepshow Two is not necessarily in the forefront of my memory. I think I only watched it maybe twice. Well, that's. Uh, I've seen it which, many more times than that. Creepshow Two. Yeah, that was the Creepshow Two was the one. George Kennedy, he owned the convenience store like out in the middle of the desert with the wood-carved uh, Indian. Oh, oh I, remember, I remember the cigar, That was in, yeah. in front of the store. Yeah, the Cigar Shop Indian. Yeah, yeah. I remember Cigar Shop Indian. That's um, all I remember. I, I remember it does oh, something. Oh, no. The, well, it comes to life. Um, okay, see, see I, the, two, the parts I remember more vividly are the hitchhiker they get hit. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> Thanks for the ride, lady. <laughs> <laughs> and more specifically, the raft... Because that was actually adapted from a Stephen I had read before us yes. that movie came out. Yeah, with the um, the, and I thought, the swamp gook, what? the swamp gook yeah. on the lake. Yeah, and that was actually pretty faithful to the short story. I liked it. Um, oh yeah, I like I like Creepshow too. Not as I, much as the original film, but you know, f- for a follow up, pretty what's fucking good. Story? What's that? There's four stories in it or three. Um, what's so, the other so one? So you got the cigar shop. You've got, uh, or the convenience store with the Scar Shop Indian. Um, you got the lake one, the raft. Then you have the hitchhiker one. And shit, or, there, or is, there is one more. At least I think there is. Honestly, I'm telling you, I, I remember very little from that film. Uh, the first one, you know, I, I could recite the whole movie now. But the second one, kind of a blur. I should revisit that. And you know they're doing a, a creep show series, right? It's it, this month, next month, it premieres, or the end of this month, or some really? shit like that. Yeah, it's oh, I am, uh, I am it's all over that. It's on AMC. Ooh, I'm gonna add that to my sonar. And they're um, also doing Tales from the Crypt TV show as well. You're shitting me. Yeah. So I, that, I actually have all the original uh, Tales from the Crypts. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh man. I got the whole whole series. Oh no! It is only three. It says three more bone chilling tales. Hmm. Hmm. Vengeful wooden native Indian, monstrous blob in a lake, hitchhiker who wants revenge and will not die. Oh, that's that's horrible. Only three. Yeah. Because the original had four, didn't it? The original had four. Yeah. 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 It definitely had four. All right. Oh no! Five. According to the synopsis, it was five in the original creep show. Hold on, hold on. You've got uh, Stephen King's episode. You've got um, the the birth my birthday party. Birthday. Uh, you've got the buried to the head up. Uh, t- um, right. What's his face? The crate. You've, the the crate oh, the monster. Crate, that's right. The crate and then the bug and at the end. That is five. Yeah. The crate is like the best part of that whole film. It's great. But but anyway, anyway. we were talking about. Earthquake. Earthquake. Um, Sorry. I challenged Joe. No, Joey challenged me to earthquake. No, you challenge. You challenge. I am challenge you tonight. You. Yes. Right. I challenged you to earthquake, and it was a toss-up between a few things. Um, 
And I, I, I didn't go with Towering Inferno, which was the number one film that year. Um, and was also, I, I believe... I believe that this was the number two movie. This was number four. Was it, it was the number four film? Earthquake was number four for that year. Um, what other movies I, made more I money? I believe that this is one of those situations where... Uh, tower, that while they were filming Earthquake, they found out that they were making the Towering Inferno. Oh so yeah, it's quite, it's quite possible that Earthquake was the first, like, uh, one, and then Towering Inferno copied off of them. I don't know that for a fact, but I, you, that's usually how it works. Oh yeah, Blazing Saddles and um, uh, Airport 1975. So Towering Inferno. I'm sorry, Towering Inferno was the number one film that year. Then Blazing Saddles. Mm -hmm. Then The Man with the Golden Gun. Right. Um, Young Frankenstein. Then Towering Inferno. Hmm. Um, hmm. Anyway. Uh, anyway. So, so uh, actually, we should explain our, our new format. And by the briefly, way... Briefly. If we were doing the old format, the challenges... On actor challenge alone Holy would shit, be insane. Mom. Yeah, <laughs> including I, I can't even say it yet. No, go, go ahead. <laughs> um, so uh, our new format is we started in Scott's birth year, 1973, and what we're doing is we're challenging films to each other, beginning with that year. If one of us feels that we're done with that year, we can then move to the next year. So, for instance. Scott, if it's their turn to make the challenge. Correct. So, for instance, Scott challenged me to Earthquake, which was in 1974. If I feel we are done with 1974, I can move us to 1975 with a new film. Eh. What? I don't know. I. Well, when we get to my challenge, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. All right. We'll talk about it. Okay. Um, so, I challenged Joey to Earthquake. Uh, I had a choice of three very, very uh, potential... Uh, disaster films, Earthquake, Airport 75, which came out in 74, go figure, and um, uh, Towering Inferno. Right. I went with, I went with Earthquake because I've never seen it before. I, I never got around to seeing it. And I thought I had seen clips of it before, and I hadn't, at least not intentionally. I was thinking of a different California-based Earthquake film. You know, I feel like I, like we talked about it the last Sean week. The Sean Connery one. Was there a Sean Connery one? I feel like there's a Sean Connery one. Something <laughs> along those lines. It might have been made for TV. That might be what? Meteor. I might be thinking of Meteor. Oh. Yeah, maybe. I now, think I'm thinking of Meteor. I've seen... I, I, I have definitely seen clips of this film. And... Uh, but that's all I've ever seen. And the clips that I saw were scenes of the, the, the earthquake and the carnage and all that stuff. Right. But that's well, it. I've never actually, actually seen the film. This film's actually playing on the TV during the chainsaw sequence in Scarface. Oh, yes, yes, so it is. You might. That's why I said intentionally. I've seen, you know, you, subliminally, we've all seen it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so earthquake is about um, a flood. No, it's it's an earthquake. Uh, it's, it's it's California, obviously. Right. And um, and I now, played uh, in the beginning of the show. If anyone was watching, I played the. Um, the Universal Studios Earthquake Ride, <laughs> which I remember go when I went to Universal Studios when I was a kid. I, I remember waiting online forever 
to get on that thing forever and it basically lasts about two minutes <laughs> that's sad yeah oh here's that elevator scene which <laughs> was so i didn't look at your slides but i really hope you have this the slide of the blood splat yes i do and we'll talk about that okay uh <laughs> so uh, but the film opens up the first thing that that caught me off guard with earthquake was what well, the credits are going by and mario puzo's name came up yeah like what the fuck was that and yeah apparently he wrote the first draft for the, of the screenplay and uh the studio was nervous about it because it, you know mary puzo this is a real actor real real writer and he kind of uh, had hit a lot of like layered storytelling going on it's like oh shit but uh, <laughs> mario mario he, <laughs> he, he was not available for a rewrite because he had to go do godfather 2 which came out the same year right so uh, the rewriting went to the other uh, screenwriters that are shown on the. Uh, but no, who cares? It was yeah. The, the other screenwriter was George Fox. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. Puzo. That's it. Maripuzo, nothing. It's, so, it's, it's Mario or nothing. You got the Puzo. Hey, oh, hey. Hey, what's a going on? Uh, not a lot. There's no pizza pies in this an movie. Earthquake, an earthquake. It's an earthquake. Hey, so, you, uh, <laughs> hey, baby, you make the earth a move. It's it's a Charlton Heston film, so the film starts with Charlton Heston jogging, and then Charlton Heston uh, arguing with his wife. What's this all about? Yes. <laughs> you damn dirty ape. Wait, <laughs> wrong movie. <laughs> you bastards blew it all to hell. You blew uh, it all Ava to Gardner, hell. Ava Gardner is his wife, and it's a very contentious marriage. I, uh, I, she, she fakes suicide attempts, and... Uh, he uh, passive aggressively argues with her. It's, it's, it's First sane. of all, when she wakes up out of that coma, that <laughs> OD, that face that she makes, where her eyes open up, and it just looks so weird and awkward. Uh-huh. It's really weird. It just that I, I was hoping that you had a slide of her face like that, but you don't. But it's weird and then when the earthquake comes up and she's like staring at him with her eyes closed even more awkward i i, I was i was more interested in getting shots of her talking to charlton heston with his shirt off that <laughs> well was, that you was got that important to me you got that don't you don't you dare lower your voice at me that's a good line <laughs> i didn't know you were a clock no. watcher <laughs> <laughs> what did you say i didn't know you were a clock watcher Soylent Green is made of people. People. <laughs> I honestly, I was confused when when uh, he said, "Why don't you have a drink?" And she's like, "It's only 8.30. thirty." I'm like, <laughs> she's I like, I, "If it wasn't seven thirty, I'd have a drink." Yeah, oh, I, yeah didn't know, I didn't know you were a clock watcher. watcher. <laughs> I didn't know there was a. I didn't know there was a connection between the two. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, now he's his wife. Uh, she, Ava yeah. Gardner, is Charlton Heston's wife. Which I don't then, buy for one fucking second. Well, no, what I don't buy for a second is that Lauren Green is her dad. Boss <laughs> at, at the uh, at the um, uh, building making company, right? Is uh, is uh, <laughs> we're watching it, and and like you, you meet Lauren Green, and it's it's uh, it's Charlton Heston's boss, right? And then uh, Lauren Green's secretary says, "Your daughter's on the line," and he picks it up, and they show, and they eventually show that he's talking to Ava Gardner. And Holly was like, "Wait, wait, 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 who is he talking to?" It's like I'm pretty sure she said we had to rewind it to make sure she said daughter. So you sure you should say like, Laura or something? No, no, because her name's Remy. <laughs> it's like no daughter, yeah. And then immediately IMDb's up. It's like there. He's only seven years older than her. <laughs> How? 
so yeah, she she was automatically saying uh, how how come how come he's married to her? You know what's what this doesn't right. look right. And then she didn't believe me that it was Ava Gardner. Oh yeah, she She's like she knew Ava Gardner was in the film, but I was like, that's Ava Gardner. Said so, no, it's not. Says I'm look I'm looking at the cast. That's Ava Gardner. I said, yeah, that's it. <laughs> but then Lauren Green's her husband. Her, her father. Her, her father. Yeah, I didn't buy. E- well, I didn't buy either of it. I'm like, she looks like he could be. They could be married. <laughs> like that's his. That's his wife, not his daughter. <laughs> but what's worse is they even have. He, he, she meets him for uh, lunch, and she's drinking. Good. And uh, <laughs> and like they're sitting next to each other. There's no fucking way. <laughs> no, sorry, Ava. You don't. I hate to say it, Ava. You you can't pull this off. No. No, 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 no. Yeah, then that uh, ended. She pulled yeah, something so off. He's a. I, I got the feeling that he's a former football pro. Yeah, because he shows up with a signed football for. By um, by Frank Gifford. Yeah. Oh boy. Um. Yeah. But yeah, yeah for what's her face, a, uh, Denise, who was played by Genevieve Bujold. Uh, Denise, but what was her last name? Because whenever the. Uh, Remy uh, Ava talks about her. She's the widow, like the widow Wilson, or the not the widow, the widow Johnson, or something. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, uh, you're, you're seeing the widow Johnson again. <laughs> She's having an affair. I know it. It's like you know what? Which is, and she pushes him right into having one, which oh, is great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is what kind of marriage is this? So, but so they they slowly introduce all these characters. Now the the. the the, the weakness in the screenplay for me is that normally with these kind of disaster films, what happens is you show a lot of different storylines that don't intersect. Right. And then the earthquake makes them intersect. This is just the, this is like not the opposite per se, but they show all these storylines that are already connected. And then when the earthquake happens, they just connect more. Yeah. 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 Especially like Richard Roundtree's character and George Kennedy's yeah, think, and the yeah, girl. Yeah. I think the only thing, yeah, I think the only thing that's not connected 100% is uh, is the um, yeah. I oh think no, the story. The I know what you're thinking of it's uh, all the storylines are connected except for Charles Hestons. and yeah. and uh, like well, that. Like, well, I would even say that the uh, the convenience store, uh, the baggage, the bad guy, like his story is kind of weird. But it's connected to the 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 um, the the. Uh, Evil Knievel guy, Miles, Roundtree. There's there's two main plot lines: the Roundtree plot line, and the Charlton Heston plot line. Well, that's not it's who I'm, that's not who I'm what? talking about. I'm talking about the the guy from Star Crash. He's connected to the because he has hots for the girl. Well, who's working with the guy that works with Roundtree? So he's part of that time storyline. It's it is connected, but it's. It's connected. It's by as far thread. as like it's connected before the earthquake. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yes, so, it is. So normally you'll have like four or five separate storylines, and then the, the disaster connects them all. In this case, you had two major storylines that overlap once the earthquake happens. It's not as it's not as big. Right. Um, I feel like Puzo's probably had more separate storylines going on. Oh yeah, and I'm sure and, and, the director is probably like, "How am I going to direct this?" Yeah, and from what I read, the CBS extended version also includes like another storyline with like uh, a, a newlywed couple flying into California to interview for a job at Charlton Heston's uh, building. Oh God. So, but yeah, so Charlton Heston designs buildings because 
I didn't. Yeah. I didn't bother to watch the extended cut at all. I haven't. Oh, me, I didn't get a chance to. I wanted to. But here's but the I thing. I, I'm. I'm betting that there's more fluff than anything. Oh sure. Yeah. No. They just pad padding. Yeah. Padding. And I didn't. I really didn't want to watch that. I wish I had just to discuss it, but I. I didn't get a chance to. Yeah. Um. So we we were introduced mainly to the uh, the Charlton Heston storyline first. Yeah. Uh, he's, he he drives this like souped up um, at, at that time uh, SUV Range Rover kind of weird pseudo thing. It look it basically it looks like a Bronco. Yeah, but... it was a custom built one specifically for the movie, and it still looks lame. Yeah, <laughs> I mean even Charlton Heston says that's more complicated than the gun you're driven with. <laughs> yeah. And it's got a car phone <laughs> with the cord. And hey, look, yeah, what's that hooked up to, Charles? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. That's not hooked up to anything. You're just talking to yourself. Oh, the secretary today. Yeah, sure. All right. You're not at the widow's house yet. You put you can hang and, that thing up. And you know what? I can't say for for sure, but I'm pretty sure car phones did not exist yet. I, I, if they did, it was like really, you know, like rich people kind of thing. I want to say that the first car phone was actually in the very early 80s. I'm not even looking it up. I don't care. Um, I'm pretty sure it was. I want to install that in my car, in the smart car. I want to install just like a receiver with that, the, the hand, hand that the, the uh, like the, 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 uh, like the fork that the receiver hangs on. And just like pick it up and talk to it while I'm driving with the cord. You're, you're, you're looking it up, aren't you? I am. Oh, you bastard. Um, See, I don't know if this counts. It goes, a car phone is a mobile radio telephone specifically designed for and fitted into an automobile. This service originated with the Bell system and was first used in St. Louis on June 17th, 1946. 46. There you go. So you're off by only 40 years. But I want to say that it wasn't commercially <laughs> available. No, but rich people had them, and that's the whole. It's supposed to be a status thing. So you show him with the the, the phone. Yeah. This is like when you talked about uh, um, uh, fashion magazines during Starcraft. <laughs> L magazine. Ironically, ironically, but uh, hold yeah. on. Let's let's hold our horses now. Charlton Heston's character. Uh, we already set up that he's with Remy, who's like faking suicides, the bad marriage. He's on his way to work, and he so he goes to the widow. The widow is. Um, uh, um, uh, Genevieve Pujol, like you said, and she's the widow right. of one of his employees that died on a job he sent him to. That's right, and that's why and, he keeps visiting her because he feels guilty. Well, but apparently he's had the hots for her for a while. He, he confesses oh, that later. Yeah. So I've he, always thought so you he had gives, great. He gives her the football. Uh, they he, he reads he reads uh, lines for her because she's an aspiring actress. By the way, I did read the trivia where the script he's reading from is the actual script for the movie. <laughs> and that page is actually the, the page for that, which makes sense because that's what the lines he has to read anyway. So. Right. Um, and then he's off to work for uh, Lauren Green, who, as as we talked about, we eventually discover is not only his boss, but his uh, father-in-law. Uh, then we cut over to the car chase with George Kennedy, who's who's in a speeding car chase, uh, trying to track down the the, uh, the guy, the guy in like, the, what kind of car was that? I don't know cars. Oh, I, I. You don't know either. Yeah, fuck it. Who cares? I'm, it was a small, fast, sporty car, and it was like a car chase, and yeah. uh, he crashes it, and then he punch out, punches out a Hollywood uh, pop, cop. Because, because <laughs> he drove in the Jaja uh, Gabor's uh, hedge. Right, which is supposed to be funny because there's there's a Gabor acting in the film too. 
Is there? I didn't even notice. Yeah, it was in the it was in the it was in the credits. Was it? Yeah, but now I can't find it in the in the Do you cre- know whose hedge that is? Ja Ja <laughs> Gabor. <laughs> oh, I the cre- I, I you know, I, again I, I know these are real people, but during the credits also uh Don Mantooth came up. Oh <laughs> immediately. Gloria Mantooth is a saint. <laughs> Get that out of my fucking head. Vince Vaughn's best line ever. Sorry. I'm not seeing a Gabor anywhere. It, I swear it was in the credit. It wasn't Jaja Gabor. It was like Ava Gabor. Well. I swear it was in the opening credits. I wonder if... Uh, if um... According to IMDb, uh, to IMDb, that's a negative. Yeah, I, I, I could have sworn. I, I'll bring it up. Because I, I swear I saw it. Um... But, uh, uh, yeah, we, we switch over to the cop, and that leads us to the second storyline, which is um, of uh, George Kennedy, who gets suspended for, for uh, insubordination. Right. And, and punching out a, a, a county, county cop. County cop. Uh, the, the Peckerwood rich man's whore in a cop's uniform. Thank you very much. Yes, he was a county cop. Yes. And so, uh, and then he ends up meeting up with uh, Richard Roundtree um, as Miles. Miles, Miles Quaid. Miles Quaid, the, the black stuntman. Yeah, they brought up and, Evil Knievel a bunch of times. Right, and his and his uh, manager, Sonny Bono. Yeah. <laughs> and the manager's uh, sister. Hot sister. Hot sister. We insist on flashing her tits at everybody, so it's it's a very it's a very it's a carny so it's, family. So it's a loving relationship. It's a loving relationship. Uh, Roundtree, uh, I just like was like, man, man, hang in there. You'll 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 get it. You'll get it. this. Isn't it? Yeah, um, it, it, that didn't happen until uh, from dusk till dawn. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> that was his resurgence. That was his resurgence. But before that, he he did some stuff. Well, of course he did some stuff. But earthquake was kind of it after that. Dude, that's fucking Shaft. Yeah. Yeah. Did he do Shaft before earthquake or after? Oh. Before I was seventy-one. Yeah, yeah. So there's a downhill so, slide from. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shaft was a. What were you yelling at me for? Why you gotta class? yell? <laughs> um. Now, very. Just talking about Shaft. <laughs> they're, they're, so when they introduce him, they're showing like this this whole contraption he has set up is like right. a loop loop and then a weird. I love it when he falls. <laughs> well, we're we're looking at it, and Holly and I are both at the same time. There's no fucking way this thing is. There's no. There's not enough room to be speed up, and there's and there's like bumps on this. There's no way this thing works. So the first loop, the loop he does, he crashes. That was not scripted. That was the stuntman actually crashing. I. You know what? I didn't look that up, but I'm watching the film. I'm like, there's no fucking way that that was on purpose. That was not intentional. But they kept it in the film, and then if you'll notice, when they, he actually does run it successfully, they don't show it. It's a bunch of quick cuts. Yeah, it's like I, I honestly feel like they use the same footage of that from when he fell the first time. Yeah, because I, you, I can swear by watching it that yeah, he's going off again. But then it cuts. It's like oh, he made it, and then the figure eight. It's like oh, he's up to the figure eight. Oh, now we just do quick cuts and show. That, there's uh, that track was just purely impossible. <laughs> no fucking way stupid. to do it. Yeah, it was just. So, so the quick cut things. All right, yeah, all right. So this is this is bullshit, and then so they end up going bumping into the cop at the bar. Um, George Kennedy, yeah. George Kennedy, uh, and who is drinking? Uh, who is basically drowning his sorrows in beer? 
uh, and whiskey because after the county cop um, told him about Jaja Gabor's house and he punched him yeah. out, he got suspended for three weeks. Yeah, I mentioned that, but I, I kind of mentioned it on the, on, on, on the slide. Uh, so, now, who's the, the guy with the guy with a cigar in the bar? The one that um, the bald guy. Yeah, the bald guy. What's you know who I thought he was, and I oh. looked it up, and it's not the wrestler from the Last Dragon, the guy that just starts barking and bashes his head into the table. I swore that that was the same fucking guy. Uh, but I know I saw him from somewhere, but I'm having trouble finding him. I didn't look him up at the time because I, I was uh, wasn't that concerned. Because it would make sense, because the guy in The Last Dragon, the guy that does that, he's the guy that was like, get that man anything he wants. Get him a bone, for Christ's sakes. That guy. <laughs> um, he uh, he smashes his head into the table. And, oh, here he uh, is. Yeah, he yeah, looks just like the guy from The Last Dragon. Yeah, H.B. Haggerty. Right, but uh, it's not him. I I, it's I not him. I recognize him from something, though. Oh, shit, yeah. He was in the Muppet movie. Oh, yeah, he was. And he was a wrestler in the one and only with Henry Winkler. But not in The Last Dragon. Which would make sense because The Last Dragon came out 11 years after this movie. And the way that guy looked in The Last Dragon, <laughs> the age lined up. It absolutely lined up. But according to IMDb, it's not him. You know, he was in The Monster Squad. Oh, that was a TV series, though, not the movie. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, I don't think... Hey, you're wagon. I, Never seen it. That's what Clint Eastwood... That was Chris's yeah, I know. one of Chris's favorite I, movies. I I know, never saw it. That that has a singing Clint Eastwood. He it's, was the lumberjack in the Muppet movie, so I, I'm I don't remember him from, but yeah. Uh, I think this is my favorite movie of him, <laughs> of this actor. <laughs> I love it uh, when he's beaten up. He's like then when they start to get that tremor, and <laughs> it's because it's they're playing pool, and that tremor happens. And the ball moved, and he's like, okay. You know, he goes, but no, that shot didn't count. He goes, yeah, it did. No, it didn't. And then they start fighting, and he hops on top of the guy, starts beating the shit out of him. And the one cop walks over, and they're just smiling. And then they stop what they're doing. He dusts them off, and then he leaves. And then he starts beating them up again. And then George Kennedy goes over and throws him across the room like he's a rag doll. Because yeah. that, that guy was not small. But George Kennedy throws him across the room like a rag doll. He goes, the shot counted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. George Kennedy fucking carries the film. He does. I, I, he really does. Charlton Heston's a waste in this movie. I'm sorry. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So you meet him. So there's all those times, and of course we see. Uh, we don't. We the first time we see uh, the the uh, stunt man's manager's sister is when she's buying groceries at the grocery store. Right. And she's waited on by. Uh, Marjorie. <laughs> The, his real name, I think, is Marjorie Marjo. or Marjo. But, yeah. But also, more famously, as, in Star Crash. As Acton. <laughs> yeah. The, that that's the, he came on, and I'm like, I know this fucking guy. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I knew it. He, I was like, that's the dude from Star Crash. I, but I was like, it can't be him, but I know him. And then the second time, the second scene with him was like, that's the fucking Star Crash guy. I got to look this up. I swear, <laughs> that's the Star Crash guy. I did. It's like, oh, Acton, you, we, we liked you so much more in space. What happened to you? <laughs> no, no, Acton, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so the Acton um, is the, uh, uh, <laughs> is the uh, grocery store clerk who ends up being part of the... Uh, Militia. Uh, Arm, the National Guard. Yes. Uh, the, yeah. Yeah. 
And like the thing with him is like, all right, like when they show when he goes to his house uh, to prepare, and they show like that his his or his apartment, and his apartment is full of uh, pictures of men, bodybuilders, uh, yeah, and statues of naked men, and like then like and like military helmets and swords. It's like, all right, I think this is a bad guy. But they, <laughs> but he has, he has the three other tenants of the building, uh, Mary, Larry, Curly, and Mo, are just like co- calling him uh, fag and like just it's like, like safe? Uh, breaking I knew, into I knew his he was room a fag. And, and like bullshit. And like, all right, maybe he's not a bad guy. I'm 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 on the fence. I don't know if this is a bad guy or not. I mean, maybe he just like you know, it's like it's a, he's like the only bad guy in the film, and you're not even sure he's a bad guy in the first half because it's just like you're they're setting them up where. Maybe there's a redemption. Like Holly said, yeah, he's going to end up saving those three guys. I was like, no. <laughs> That's what she no. said? Yeah, she said I was like, no, he's 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 killing somebody. He's crazy. <laughs> that much I had right. I was on the fence with it, but when she said he was going to save those guys, I was like, I don't think that's where this is going. Yeah, the second no. he uh, the second he goes and he saves the girl because they accuse her of looting and they kind of keep hold her captive, as soon as he sees her, because uh-huh. she sees they they you know uh, cross paths and they um, they they Your see each other. Yeah. No, no, no. It's like when he's already with the. Oh, when uh, she's when she's arrested for no. looting, or they accuse her of looting. She's not. She was gonna take the money. Probably. She was gonna take the money. Um, so they they see each other, and she smiles. He smiles, and he goes over. He goes, "Can I have that one?" She's a friend, and he comes over, and he takes her, and he's like, "You got to stay here now." The second he did that, I'm like, yeah, there's something wrong with this guy. Yeah, the minute that happens, like, oh, there's a raping coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is a rape, this is rape central now. There's no question about it. No, it is. It went it went from redeemable to rapeable. That's that's that was how quick that. Oh, happened. the Walter Matthau slide is on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> now Walter Matthau. All right, Walter Matthau was the the drunk in the in the bar. Right. All right. From what I read, did you read about this? No. Okay. Walter Matthau is friends with the producer of the film. Okay. The producer says the name escapes me at the moment. I'm not looking it up. The producer says, "Will will you will you be an extra in this film?" Uh, I think they worked together on the taking of Pelham one two three, or he was crank filming it, something it's, like that. Uh, Jennings, Robson, or Donfeld. It was Jennings. Okay. And he's like, uh, you know, it, the, in the screenplay, it was a drunk at the end of the bar. That's it. He's like, he's like Walter, you got to be in the film. So Walter said, I'll do it only if you use my quote-unquote real name in the credits. It's not his real name. <laughs> it was a joke. So, the, the, And I actually have a slide of that screen with the credits just to show it. Because the name is like is uh, uh, Walter Matchesanskaskaski. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm, I, I'm finding it's it now. It's a huge long name. And so uh, he did the film and be, it was his demand. They put his credit as that in the film, and since that, it's been a long-standing rumor, untrue, that that's actually his real name. Ah, <laughs> so it's like this <laughs> huge gag, and, and as far as like a, like a guest sh- guest uh, performance, he's fucking brilliant. Oh, I love it when the the, uh, the guy is showing off his sister's tits to George Kennedy, and George oh. Kennedy is just looking oh, yeah. at him. And then Walter Matthau just does a yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep, yummy. Yeah, his name is Walter Mashusensky Aski. 
Yeah, even before that, when she goes to the bathroom, he's like... Yeah. <laughs> like doubling over, looking backwards at her. He's like, oh, okay. That's why he's sitting at the end of the bar. <laughs> what does a guy got to do to get a drink around here? It's like full 10.0 Richter pretty, scale earthquake. Pretty sure he dies at the end. Walter Matthau? Yeah. Pretty sure he dies right there. No, no, he's he's dancing later at uh, near the end when they're when they're at the uh, shelter. I totally missed that. Oh, there's a whole thing where they show him going dancing and like they're playing. Oh, music. I did see someone dancing. I didn't even realize that, that, was, that him. was him. Oh, didn't even realize it. You missed that shirt. Well, I didn't put two and two I together. As, I aspire to have. I actually, I want the shirt and the hat. I'm gonna start looking because <laughs> you start that looking. was if Milton, if, if not Milton, if Walter can pull that off. I can pull that off. <laughs> you know what you should do? You should go as Walter Masiasiaski for Halloween. <laughs> I already know. Uh, so the, every year, because Sebastian, my, my youngest son, and my nephew are both born within a couple of days of each other. So we do their birthdays together. So last year, with great success, we, um, we did their birthdays as a Halloween party. So we're going to do it again this year. And last year I went as uh, Rick from Rick and Morty. Uh, I did the whole, the whole thing. I went so far as to get like the silver belt buckle and the pants and everything. Um, but this year uh, I've already picked my, my costume and it is movie related. No one's going to know what it is. Oh, you're not going to tell me? Oh, I can tell you. You tell the podcast. I can tell the podcast. I'm well, going. I'm, I'm. I'm gonna get a wig. I already have all the hockey gear. I am going as a Hanson brother. Oh. For Halloween. Oh. Machine stole my quarter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get black rim glasses. Uh, the whole nine. Dude, so you you you've officially confirmed that we are old. Because um, no one's gonna fucking get. No that. one's gonna know what the fuck I'm doing. But I, I get to dress up in hockey gear. I'm happy. If I go into work tomorrow and mention Slapshot, I'm getting blank stares. <laughs> of course from, you are. From everybody, I'm not even. I can't even talk about the stuff I mentioned recently. That like everyone's like, no. Uh, the most expensive thing is gonna be getting buying a Chiefs jersey. A hockey jersey alone. Just for a regular hockey jersey is usually about 70, 80 bucks. Mm -hmm. So to get one that's going to say Chiefs on it with, say, a, a number on the back, it's not going to be cheap. It's probably going to cost me at least a buck, buck 20 maybe. Possibly. And for the and you know what? I'll still wear the jersey after the costume, so it'll be a worthy buy for me. Dude. At work today, they're talking about bands, and this, has, and this one guy at work says, "Oh yeah, this, the, their album was great. They released it. It was called Steal This Album, and it was like, oh, oh this. yeah." And I said, "Like yeah, Abby Hoffman." Like, Who? <laughs> Abby Hoffman, uh, the radical left wing activist. I don't know. Who? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's where Steal This Book. That's where I came from. Was, oh, no, actually, I said yeah. I didn't say that that's where it came from. It's like, oh no, he was he was an activist in the '60s, and he really his he released a book, published a book called "Steal This Book," and he actually meant it. It was about you know rebelling against. And there's a pause. Goes, oh maybe that's where they got it from. So you think? Whoa. Oh man, man, I'm getting too fucking old. God damn it! I can't handle this shit anymore. 
Yeah, yeah. I mentioned films from the '90s, and people were like, "What?" I said, "Come on, it's the '90s." You know what? Um, what's funny is uh, one of my all-time favorite bands just came out with a new album. Uh, Tool just came out with a new album, say like six, seven days ago, and it's going to be the number one album. And Taylor Swift's album was the number one album. So this week on the Billboard uh, top charts, Tool's new album is going to be the new the new number one. And apparently, a lot of Taylor Swift fans are really pissed off, <laughs> and they're tweeting quite a bit about what's this band Tool. It's like <laughs> they're like, I don't understand. What is this band Tool? They're gonna have the number one album because it's knocking hers out of the number one spot to the number two spot. And it's just like they have no idea who Tool are. And the thing is, Tool's been around for thirty years. I I don't know music. When you say Tool, I can't I, honestly. If you put a gun to my head, I'm not gonna name you one of their songs. I know who Tool is. Yeah, it's a band. Yeah, and they they're like, who, what is this band Tool? Who is this? It's just like it's amazing. It's like none of them know anything about this band. Uh, they don't know who they are, what kind of music they play, nothing. And the band has been around since like 1989, 1990, nearly 30 years. It's fucking crazy. Hell, I think it, their first album came out in 91, and I think they formed in 90. So yeah, it's like 29 fucking years. It's like, Jesus Christ. Is T Taylor Swift even 29 years old? Anyway, Earthquake. <laughs> yes. So yes. So we got to the part where... Where we met, we met the storylines. Yes. And, and um, I don't think we left anything out as far as major storylines. And no, then the no. oh oh we, we do get a brief glimpse of the um, the uh, seismo seismological institute, whatever you call it, and and they're they're in this house which turns out to be ironically one of the worst places to be during an earthquake. Yeah. <laughs> this is a this is a this is a organization that studies earthquakes and they're in a house. Where they have tall shelving not attached to the walls, chandeliers hanging from plaster ceilings. This is the worst fucking place to be. And yeah. these are people that try, are trying to predict earthquakes, and they can't even predict that yeah, maybe we'll be killed in our house if there is one. <laughs> fucking insane. <laughs> yeah, insane. Uh, yeah, but then uh, then the, the tech. Oh, you just froze up on me. Huh? You just froze up on me. I didn't hear Am anything. Am I good now? You're good now. I just didn't know what you just said. Oh, I was saying one of the seismologists is the tax collector from Popeye. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and the thing that Holly's asking me, he said, "Where do I know him from?" It's like the thing. It's like, oh, it's like, and the tax collector from Popeye. It's like, that's him. <laughs> it's, like, it's like everything's so cartoonish in that I couldn't tell. It's like, oh, that's him. I because she, she's like, I recognize him, and I, I said, just think of the eyebrows bushier. Because as he gets older, those eyebrows just start shooting out. Got to it, use his little she couldn't pop place gun. It. Yeah. <laughs> well, I said the thing, and she stared at me. She says, like, I don't want to spend the entire winter tied to this goddamn couch. He's like, oh, the him. Okay, I got you. <laughs> oh. Is that a question? There's a nickel question tax. It's a nickel question tax. Got to love that movie. Uh, I yes, fucking love Popeye. Holy shit! Uh, I so we're watching it and they cut to the dam and they have the two workers at the dam, and the one guy's like, "I'm gonna go check it out." 
and he goes to the elevator and Holly says, first thing she says is, I wouldn't take an elevator. What are you, crazy? Uh-huh. <laughs> so the other guy can't find him. He rings the elevator, it comes up and it opens and there's water and a corpse pour out. <laughs> She's like, I told you. What did I say? Don't take the elevator. Come on. And that's really the ongoing theme of this film is don't take the fucking elevator. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, I, I'm convinced uh, that signs for do not take elevator in case of emergency, signs were went up after this movie was made. I think it they was, were taken down on the set because it really is it's a so like the earth, the major earthquake happens right and everything falls to shit uh the bar that the cop is in is is taken out uh partially uh the cop station is taken his his partner's killed and like there's a bunch of stuff there the buildings obviously uh charlton heston had, was just leaving with his wife after telling him that he had an affair with the uh with the widow right he goes you weren't right not till today not till yeah. today oh it was great. What, when he gets in the elevator, I have a shot of a screenshot of the slideshow. Right. When he's, he's he's not looking at her, she's behind him, and she's like, "I bet you were with that bitch, weren't you?" And <laughs> and there's this you have to freeze frame it, but he does this thing where he this like grimace. He gives the Charlton Heston, Charlton Heston grimace, and he looks out of the corner of his eye like, eh. <laughs> and I caught it. It's like that's the fucking shot right there. Uh, yeah. So they go down, and the first thing he does is save her. <laughs> yeah. Charles. Um, yeah, so all all hell breaks loose. There's an accident. The, now, the average... Now, wait a minute. Hold, hold on a second. What, what I um, no, 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 no. We were going to talk about that elevator scene with the animated blood spat. Oh, yeah. During the Since we were talking about elevators, we should just do that real quick. Yeah. So during the sequence, the uh, sec- uh, uh, Charlton Heston's... Lauren Green's secretary is trying to get in the elevator right. because she's stupid. And then this guy, I guess we're supposed to hate, runs up. And pushes her out of the way. There's a lot of people pushing people out of the way. And he's like, I'm like the second boss around here. But he he specifically grabs her and is like, fuck you. Yeah. And he gets in the elevator. And then they show a shot inside the elevator. And immediately, Holly and I are like, yeah, you shouldn't be in that elevator. (laughs) And and so they show them and they're like, oh. And like the elevator falls. And so, yeah, if you're watching it... uh, the, they they show outside. They show like a, a, a you know they show like a, a screw come loose and a, and a uh, fuse box go. Then they show an overhead shot of an elevator plummeting. Then they show the people inside. First shot of them is them all ducking like oh we're going down. You're not going down. Then the next shot of them is like going ah. And then there's a shot of them all like crunched up at the top of the ask elevator. Right. I couldn't get a good shot of it. It's all moving too fast. Um. But then. They supposedly hit the bottom, so then it shows them like all fall down, and then it cuts another shot. And apparently, this is not has nothing to do with the MPAA. Apparently, they tried doing blood splashing on the screen, but they couldn't get it to work properly. So somebody said wisely, "We'll just animate it in later." It's really awful. Oh my god! I yeah. couldn't believe how bad that looked. There were like there were three times during this film where I said, "What the fuck was that?" And this was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck was that? That was that's that's legit. This is a ma- this is a major theatrical release. That's legit. Yeah, that got through. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck was that? Oh my god! And and, <laughs> and the thing is, uh, the secretary, where you said you know because she's stupid, they go out of their way to make sure you know that she's dumb. Like oh. she, like for instance, she's when. A woman. Come on. Well, I yeah, unfortunately, that's what they were going for. But when they're stuck and they're running, 
that they t- decide to take the stairs instead of the elevator and just like four people like walk off the edge because there's no stairs and it's like ah! Ah! <laughs> like that like literally four or five people just walk off the edge again i try to get a good shot but there's too much motion there's it wasn't really a good one to get yeah so but yeah. but then so charlton heston is below and the the rest of the office staff is above so lauren green he um decides to get a fire hose and use that to lower people down in chairs so when they're finally all down when yeah. they're finally oh, all down charlton has well, first of all we're, both holly and i are like what are you doing slide down the goddamn fire hose yeah why are you lowering people in a chair yeah and and, and, I'm, and i'm thinking you you are so going to be uh, upstaged when Fo- towering inferno comes out with their chair scene because their chair is going across the fucking buildings yeah <laughs> you know and you're just like lowering three floors what a fucking waste yeah and it was anticlimactic as well because by the time the hose it snaps there's like no danger there is no tension whatsoever like he's already down and they're still showing it rip and then it rips and it's like oh that was close it's like really i guess charlton heston didn't want to do any like kind of stunts where it's like he uh, it rips and like maybe he's like hanging by a thread like on the ledge and he has to pull himself up. I guess he didn't want to do any of that. But anyway, the secretary. So they're ready. Now everyone is saved. The uh, uh, Charlton Heston's father-in-law, he's like in real bad shape because he's been breathing in all that toxic fumes. And Charlton Heston's like, call the, like an ambulance or call the police. She goes, are all the phones down? <laughs> and Charlton says, well, you gotta try, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and she tried. And the guy said, yeah, all the phones are down. Yeah, exactly. But she's like, are all the phones down? It's like half the city is just destroyed. Odds are the phones are down. Uh, Ma Bell ain't, ain't, ain't holding it together. No. Yeah. Not happening. So, uh, so yeah. Um, you know, I looked at the IMDB rating when I watched this off of my, uh, my Plex server. The IMDB rating... Uh, or I'm sorry, the Rotten Tomatoes rating is like 38% critics and like 35% uh, user uh, or viewer re- uh, reviews. And I was like, wow, that's really bad. I mean, that's <laughs> really, really bad. And the movie made like $80 million back in 1974. What was it called? Sense Around? Sense Around. <laughs> Sense yes, Around. Uh, yes, the... The special effect, the audio special effect that made uh, noses bleed. <laughs> Did you? Uh, so, well, they said you feel the film as, wa- as well as see Actually, it. Even without the sense around, we were watching the film, and Holly has like some inner ear stuff going on. Yeah. And she was like, oh, what's going on with this film? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's, yeah, that, the, like, the it was bass. hitting her. It's like, yeah. oh, I had to lower, oh. I had to lower the bass and the volume. Yeah. Uh, I ended up turning on the subtitles. Because because it was like I had to turn the volume so low, it's like I couldn't get some of the dialogue and I didn't want to miss anything. So I put the subtitles on. Now, even without the actual sense around, the sound of this film is fucking devastating. It won an yeah, Oscar for sound. I want I want to watch it again in in the great room with the surround sound. It's like <laughs> to see see if I can make stuff move. Yeah, it, it won an Oscar for sound. So you know what movie has great sound? Man of Steel. 
Really? I watched I like it. Man of Steel. I, it's it's a really. I had a conversation today. Someone didn't like it as a Superman film, and I'm like, you know what? It's the best Superman film they've done in like 25, 30, no longer, 40 years. Really? Yeah, really. And I was. He said uh, that he liked the uh, Superman Returns film a little bit more because it felt more like a Superman film. Oh, and I was like, so, no. So he's an idiot. <laughs> no, no. I take it. I take that back. No, but no, no, no. Yeah. The, the Superman Returns felt like a real Superman film because it was almost it was a partial ripoff of the original Superman film. Yeah, it's really it's really easy to feel like a film when you're actually ri- just ripping off the film. Yeah, but and it hey, had the, the theme music and everything and Man of Steel. I don't like uh, the Australian guy. Australian guy? Oh, the the guy that plays Superman? No, the guy that plays uh, um, oh, Jor-El. Oh, Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe, thank you. I always, for, I have this weird mental block where I always forget his name. Yeah, but like, but I he was like good Russell in that. Crow. I don't like Russell Crowe, and I'm not a huge fan of the whole Krypton thing. Fifteen minutes in that film, I'm like, can we just stay on Krypton? Because this is fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Yeah. Zack Snyder like, really fucking did a good job. Can we just do a Krypton film? Because this is actually working for me for a change, and this is fucking great. And, and then, no, we had to go to Earth, but... I mean that was and when and then when he appears later as the hologram, I'm like, yay, more Russell Crowe. When have I said that before? Never. Man, this is weird. <laughs> uh, but so, yeah, so no. Once, it, but the sound in that because of the 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 fights and the destruction and just the the, um, the I forget what it was called, but the the thing that was going to turn Earth into Krypton, <gasps> the thing that was going through uh-huh. the Earth's core. It's like. I had to turn the subwoofer down because it was too good. Mm. The fucking sound on that was ridiculous. Really, really good stuff. But anyway, anyway, the earthquake, the earthquake, the average earthquake takes like under a minute. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know what? This is nine Let's... minutes long. What's that? The earthquake sequence is nine minutes long in the film. Yeah. Now, uh, my favorite part of that whole earthquake sequence, besides the guy with the chicken leg and the Coors beer f- doing a tumble, <laughs> when like it's like they show you the houses with stilts. So yeah, they're coming down. We know that. Let's move along. Uh, but my favorite. All right, this is horrible. They show they show the widow's son on the bike. Oh right. And then, so he's he's on that bridge, and then the earthquake hits, and it falls, and then they, there's like a shot of the bike falling. And there's a shot of him like falling, like ah, I'm <laughs> laughing, my asshole. Yeah, me too. And, and I have and, kids. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I even said, I'm sorry, that's not supposed to be a funny part, but that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> and then later, when his mother finds him, and all of a sudden, um, the the power line that fell shifts, and all these like four power cords fall all around him and start sparking. Again, I'm laughing my ass off. <laughs> this is fucking great. <laughs> That's in the it, earthquake ride, by the way. Just the power lines uh, creating an arc. Uh, do they like actually that. fall around a, a little kid? No, they don't. Aww. And the kid has every every third person has that cut over the eyebrow. Yeah. So we can get the blood. <laughs> but my my favorite, the last part of the film is like it's so bad, but it's just like great. Everybody's running around his neighborhood, and you hear someone yell, "Turn off the gas line!" And this guy with a lit cigarette in his mouth goes, "I'm on it." <laughs> he literally gives a thumbs up and he runs in the house and is like hmm I wonder what's going to happen here <laughs> 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 I 
It's just, oh, it's, there, there are just scenes that are just unintentionally, unintentionally pure cheese. It just, <laughs> it, for real. Like the guy with the cigarette, maybe that was intentional. It's like, okay, see where this is going. But there are scenes, you know, just like with the kid on the bike and uh, the, the loop-de-loop well, like, with the motorcycle with the well, Knievel like, guy, the Miles Quaid. It's just like, not, that stuff's not, that's just not supposed to be funny. Like, like later when the dam breaks and they have that long distance shot and you have this first of all they have people carrying their, their belongings and I understand but like every now and then I'm like really you, you kept the painting that was what you kept right yeah that painting yeah and I, I, I missed it at my one, one point Holly was like like there's like well, looters I was like there's a looters it's like why why would that person loot a plant <laughs> like, maybe that's a plant from their house I like, well that makes even less sense <laughs> Right, I'm with you there, okay. But, the, but when the dam breaks, they show a long shot, and there's this couple walking down the road, and one the guy's got a briefcase or a suitcase, and they look over and they start running. And after a couple of steps, he drops the suitcase. There you go. Now you're thinking, <laughs> why? Why do you have the suitcase? Just drop the suitcase. That's it. Finally, someone's getting rid of their possessions. Good idea. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, one of the other laugh out loud part. Well, l- let's. Let's backtrack a little bit. Uh, in between the uh, the earthquake and the next after major aftershock, uh, Charlton Heston runs into the cop who who uh, holds him at gunpoint and makes him become a, an ambulance. Right. Uh, uh, evil can the black evil Knievel says, "Hey, I'm going to go off and help people with his motorcycle," and then does nothing for the rest of the film. Yeah, just disappears. I don't know if so he's got more. Know. If there's more in the extended cut, maybe there is. There's got literally it's like i'm gonna go find her for you and then the next time you see him it's like after the dam breaks and he he, he like races past a, a wave and then you got roundtree like takes off his goggles and goes wow and that's it <laughs> that's it that's it why do we even why do we even have a i he goes he, i mean he goes as far as to say he goes i could get around better than anybody and then I, rides off on the bike and Holly even said, "Oh, he's gonna save somebody. He's gonna do a loop de loop somewhere. So yeah, he's gonna do a jump or a loop de loop or something. He's gonna he's gonna use his stunt skills later on to save." No, it doesn't happen. That's one of those like, scenes where no, I know that's one of those scenes where like what you said, it's like this is totally predictable. This is totally gonna happen, and then it doesn't. Yeah, doesn't now, get again, a shot. Don't know. Don't know if it happens life. in the extent. He's gonna jump something to save somebody. Or the, no. He just takes off his goggles. Sure. I mean, wow. I was thinking that he's going to come come to a bridge that, like, was, um, you know, like, like gone or something. And he was going to, you know, make that evil Knievel-type jump, save someone. Yeah. Yeah, save someone and then make the jump again. Or he's going to save someone and make yeah. that jump. It's like, this is impossible for one person. And you've got two. And it's like, not, got, doesn't happen. He got, the, he got the shaft. Totally. Totally shafted. Unfortunately. Um, but... So then, his 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 uh, Sonny Bono manager he ends up driving as an ambulance as well, and they funnel all these people that are injured uh, into the garage beneath a large building. Yeah, then they go through great lengths to say that with just simple tremors and aftershocks, a building could look normal, but could come down as easily as any others because of the the structural damage that and, you're not seeing. And they're putting them all in the like in like like a like basement area. Down. Yeah. Over under this giant building, I, I, I remember. I even tur- I turned to Holly and I said, "This this is just as bad as like uh, Giuliani making uh, the Trade Center, the like the uh, emergency headquarters." 
after it had already been attacked once. What the fuck is this? Yeah, I, 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 as a film goer, see what's happening. And I think I, as a quake survivor, would be, there's no fucking way I'm going three levels deep under a building when we know there's aftershocks coming. Yeah. Uh, no. And, and, and yeah, you're right. And when you're walking through, it's like, uh, where are you bringing my son? Oh, we're going to bring him to the third floor. It's like, where the fuck are they? Oh, yeah, they're yeah. in the basement. Third level. Third level down. No, I thought they were. He was saying he was going to bring them up three levels because they were all they were already down below. No, they were down lower because that's how they survived because oh. they were lower. Okay. The first but, level up top was like triage, and then like further down was the. Yeah, at that point I was like, "Where's the aftershocks?" Because all I'm watching now is like 15 minutes of footage of people shambling around. This is like horrible. Yeah. This is like this is like The Walking Dead. This so after bad. Charlton Heston and uh, George Kennedy get to the building, oh, um, oh because before that. Oh. Before that, they run into Acton. Uh, oh he, yeah! After he shoot, after he shoots his uh, his uh, his neighbors, and starts and 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 finally launches into rape mode. Total rape mode. George Kennedy comes to the rescue because she comes out and she sees George Kennedy, Julia. who she knows Julia as well. Julia would dress like that. <laughs> and she's like, "See, he's crazy. He's crazy. Save me!" And of course, he's got the gun, and he's with his uh, other military guys. Who be who immediately blow after that. Oh, yeah. Like, Let's find a commander. This guy's lost it. <laughs> Let's get the fuck out of here. Um, so, and then they drive away slowly, and then George Kennedy, he's like, uh, hold on a second. So he goes in there, and he, uh, he, he, he sees the two of them. What's the matter? No, I, I think I forgot a doctor's appointment. Keep going. Oh. Oh, boy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're supposed to cancel those. Uh, if you can't make them, you may get a charge. Do you, do you cancel them when you forget them? <laughs> Keep oh, going, I said. That, okay. So anyway, George Kennedy, uh, he has a standoff with him. And basically, uh, the girl's with him, and he it's just... Not that much of a st- is that a really a standoff? Is well, like I mean, they like both a- have guns, so... Yeah, but... but it's and he like has the girl, so which he's kind of holding as hostage at that point. A standoff like implies like a length of time where really it was like he grabs the gun, he's like, Don't do it and then he does it and he's like, Bam <laughs> Yeah. Acton's dead. But yeah. he didn't turn into a ball of light, which well, I you know expecting. what's funny about that shot with him with being wide eyed? His hair is different. Well he was wearing a wig. Yeah, because he's like, Oh, the army, you know, or yeah. whatever. They like it short. And it's yeah. just like I but the thing is, I don't re- like he's wearing a wig, but then he's lying on the ground dead, and he's got his original hair from begin in the beginning of the, the film. Wig, the wig is over his head. The wig fell off. I didn't see it fall off. Don't, it don't just felt like a continuity head. error to me. I, I had enough discussion with Holly about the hair, and I'm going to start with you now too. <laughs> she was like, because hey, after he leaves that, when they when the when the the neighbors burst in his room and he's got the the wig on, she's like, what happened to his hair? It's like it's a wig. It's like. Was it a wig before? Or is it a wig now? So no, it's a wig now. It's like, but that doesn't make sense. There's too much hair to put under that. So is, you, you watch Drag Race? No, this this it's possible. It's it's a wig. <laughs> and then later, when he says, "All oh, the enlisted guys with, with right unregulation hair do it," it's like, see, see, it's like I'm not buying it. <laughs> it's like, you, I saw him in Star Crash. That's his hair. He didn't shave his head. It's under the wig. Yeah, and that movie came out like four years after this one. Is it? I think it came out in 78. 
holy shit. Because so it obviously just, was ripping off Star Wars and it was trying to garner success based off of Star Wars. So this was before he was Acton. That makes more sense then. Yeah, he was th- he was in this first, then he did Star Crash. Oh no, 78, Acton. Okay. Man, yeah. he was in a film called Sidewinder. Oh. I bet he was. Ah, he, he was also, he was in Viva Knievel. Oh, well, there you go. So there's a tie-in, because, you know, Evil Knievel being mentioned. So oh, shit! Well, gods! Yeah, he was in Food of the Gods. I forgot about don't, that. I don't remember I, that I movie rip, or him in it. I have a Rift Tracks of Food of the Gods, and I also have a Rift Tracks... Of, no, I don't have a Rift Tracks of Food of the Gods. But I do have a Rift Tracks of Evil, Viva Knievel. Oh, you do? Look at but you. that's neither here nor there. Anyway, I'm sorry. So anyway, so he, he gets killed, and then from there they go back to the building because Charlton Heston is looking for... Denise and and the widow and her son, and uh, at this point, that tremor that happened has trapped a bunch of people in that building. So Charlton Heston, he gets to the building, and because of the work that he does, he goes there and he goes, I need a jackhammer. And they get him one. <laughs> all right, that, that whole scene, I love that whole scene, because he goes down with all these like these emergency crews, and like the, and, and, they're, and they're like, we're not going in there. Nah, we're not. <laughs> I'm just waiting for Charles. This is like, all right, you pussies stand back. I'm going to be going in there and saving lives now. He's <laughs> like, hey, what? I'll, give me the jackhammer and clean the sand out of your vaginas. I'll be a while. And like, what, he, for the most part, like, I mean, he didn't say that, but that's what he said. But, <laughs> He's like, there's people in there and I'm going to save them. I want to, I want to, I want to, I just, I just want to, I want to re, remake of this film just for that scene. Well, I just want that dialogue. I think as close to, as a remake you're gonna, as you're going to get is the film you mentioned earlier, San Andreas. You guys, you guys go looking for your balls. I'm going to go save some lives. <laughs> hey, cop, you coming with me or what? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, he goes and he's coming with me. And George Kennedy's like, I don't wanna. And then, and then, and then he's like, out of nowhere, he's like, all right. And then the, 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 what's his, the guy that keeps arguing with him? The the, the poor man's uh, Ernest Borgnine. Who is that? Uh, oh, isn't George he, Murdoch? Yeah, but isn't he also the the grandfather in Pretty in Pink? Isn't that the same guy? George Murdoch? I, I don't think so. I thought well, so. Pretty, Pretty in Pink come out? 84, I believe. 84? 84? Yeah. That, oh, wow. We're that old? George Murdoch. Uh, there no, he that's is. Not him. You sure no. it's not 94? I thought it was him. Is he still alive? No, he's dead. He died seven years ago are you sh- pretty oh, pretty, oh, pretty in pink pretty in pink he looks like the guy if it's not him then it just but that's pretty in pink's 94 isn't it no 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 84 yes jesus christ no. oh pretty in pink i'm thinking of clueless never mind holy shit dude yes clueless is 94 yeah well there you go that now that makes perfect sense <laughs> uh but no he's not in pretty in he pink is either. he is not in pretty in pink no, 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 no. He just kind of looks like the grandfather. Actually, I think he, I think he was in um. Was wasn't he in uh, Police Squad too? The original Police Squad. Yeah, the, the series. He, when did he, that he, come he, out? That was like late seventies, early eighties, right? It was in the seventies. I swear he was like uh. Uh, his his partner. Mod Squad. Police story. Ah, uh, I'm probably wrong. I swear it looks like him. No, Police Squad was 80s. That was not 70s. I thought it was late 70s, early 80s. 
no, it's it's eighties definitely. I was I wasn't that young when it came out. Shit, it's not him. All right, yeah. it looks like him though. Yeah, he's got that face. Police Squad, I thought it was like seventy nine, eighty, eighty one. Uh, around that. I was I was definitely young, but I was eighty two. That is who I'm thinking of, right? It is uh, H.P. Heck. It, it is. Uh, yeah, that's who you're thinking. George Murdoch, right? Mm-hmm. That's who I'm thinking, right? That is the right yeah. guy. Okay. Wow, yeah. You know what's funny? Police Squad came out in '82, and ran for one season, and then they made a movie. Only six years later. You know what? It was ahead of its time. That's why. The Naked Gun Seriously. from the Files was, of Police Squad. It was. It was ahead of its fucking time. Uh, and that's, that's the Zucker movie, why. right? Yeah, but yeah, that's well, the movies, yeah. But the TV show was way ahead of its time. That's why, like, it was before parodies were really a big thing. It was more that parodies in the seventies, eighties were still like underground, like art house. Well, the Zuckers, you know, they did the airplane films and they branched out and did the TV yeah. show Police Squad, and uh, you know, on the was, on the big screen, yeah, the people liked it, but. When it came to TV, it only lasted a season. TV show was ahead of its time, yeah. Detective Frank Drebin. Yeah. So, yeah, but he saves them from underneath the building. Wow, and only six crashes. episodes. Really? How? Now, what? I, 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 why don't I have this on my uh, Plex server? I do. You, you can watch mine. Dude, hmm. I remember we actually... Uh, Tony and I actually... Uh, he recorded it on a cassette player. We would listen to the episode. Oh, wow. I specifically remember the episode that had the bomber because the opening is just footsteps. And I remember us both sitting over this like tape recorder listening to like a solid minute of footsteps. <laughs> and, re and remembering, yeah, now is now when he walked over the, the stairs and there was nothing there. And it was like, and then, and, oh, now he's doing hopscotch. It's like, it's fucking insane. Um, God, we're old. Yeah. So, right, yeah, so, the, so, so, so he goes to the building and he saves everyone. And now the dam and the, 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 the pipeline, it breaks. So there's water flooding into that area. And right. people are going up, people are going up. And at one point, Charlton Heston, the water women hasn't started first. coming in. Women first. Women first. And he's like, what are you doing? You got plenty of time. And it's like, you know what, Charles? Maybe you should have had everyone rush a little bit. We got we have plenty of time. Cut to the water. Yeah, and they just keep cutting to the water. So, and then, then uh, the, the Denise, uh, the widow, she makes it up there. The son makes it up there, and a few people make it up there. Uh, George Kennedy makes it up there. Like no, George Kennedy. No, no, no. He's one of the. Right. He's the last one up. Right. Um, so anyway, so then the the wife is going up there. And of course, she gets her hand stepped on, makes that really awkward face from the beginning of the film, and falls into the water and starts floating away. Now, Char before that shot, there's three parts in the film, specifically, where like it's the wife, she's like, what about me? He's like, I have to find a widow. It's like, but I'm here. It's like, I'm sorry. I did He just takes off to find a widow. Like three times, like where he's like, "Fuck off!" Yeah. That's it. Oh, by the way, her father dies. I got to backtrack to that. Her oh father right. Dies with the and uh, oh, the, the most the unceremonious. Doctor. 
Yeah, the most unceremonious ending of, of death of the whole film. Worst like, bedside manner ever. <laughs> he's like, you never had a chance. Oh, right, yeah, they, they cut to him, yeah. and he's like, yeah, yeah, he's he's gone. He never had a chance. He's gone. Never had a chance. And then he's like, I don't want to know, I don't want anyone to know about dead people uh, until after this is passed over. He bumps into her, and she's like, what about my father? And bedside manner, like, totally shuts off. He's like, oh, stop bothering me now. <laughs> yeah, just like that. He goes, oh, leave me alone. Stop bothering me. <laughs> it would have been le- it would have been less hurtful just to say, hey, he's dead, and move on. <laughs> But um, I'm sorry you didn't make it. Yeah, so it's like these three setups of like of him like looking at the wife going, I'm sorry, I gotta. And so then his <laughs> wife floats off, and he's looking up the the, the, the storm drain at uh, the widow, and she's like, "Come, the hands outreached, come, come." Yes, he's like, Oregon. He's like, he's like I, I don't know what the hell I'm doing anymore, and then he goes off after Ava, uh, Remy, yeah, Ava Gardner, yeah, right. And then they both drown. Yeah. They both drown. Right. And, and then George Kennedy makes his way up. And uh, they said, oh, uh, beautiful. Oh, man, what happened to this city? It used to be beautiful. And, or something like that. And he's like, yeah, yeah, used to be. Yeah, used to be. Now, by the way, I have that shot. the Because the, that was the third time where I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. This is a Charlton Heston. Why, why is Charlton Heston dead? What the fuck? And, and so I took that picture specifically because this is a Charlton Heston film. And yet, George Kennedy, this is the last face you're looking at. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And George Kennedy's like... Yeah, he's got that... It used to be beautiful. Yeah. Like, what a mug. What a mug. And we started off with Charlton Heston, and uh, I didn't know you were a clock watcher. Yeah. Then, <laughs> you know what's funny? Like, the lead singer of Metallica, James Hetfield is looking more and more like George Kennedy as he gets older. <laughs> it's fucking crazy now, how much he looks uh, like George fucking Kennedy. So, so when it happened, we're like, what? there must have been a, like a recut. I, I, Miles must have saved them in like the original version. This has got to be different. So what I, found, what I read was that Charlton Heston had final um, script approval. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. And he approved and that. He felt that. And he felt the idea of the film ending with this character surviving the earthquake to rebuild the city with the mistress that he slept, uh, that he cheated on his wife with was morally unsound. <laughs> so, so the if ending, only you felt the same way about gun control. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's why I have a shot when, when George Kenny has the gun at his head, he's like, Hey, every man has a right. Right. <laughs> Although I love the fact that after that whole scene, George Kenny's like, I'm sorry. It's been a hell of a day. <laughs> yeah. I want to see George Kennedy's film, and I want to see the film with Roundtree and 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 um, and uh, Sonny Bono, and his, his sidekick, Sonny Bono. Uh, what? Sonny Bono. Sonny Bono. Yeah, <laughs> I want to see them like on tour or something because those two those two acts were were fucking rife for it. <laughs> but um, but apparently the line at the end with with uh, George Kennedy that was originally supposed to be Charlton Heston's lines. Oh, no kidding. And Charlton Heston was like, that is not morally sound. <laughs> I, I must die. My penis doesn't deserve to be happy. I must drown with Ava Gardner. Let George Kennedy read my lines. <laughs> Soiling green is made from sewage. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. People. People. Cats. 
I swear to Christ. Uh, yeah, and that ending is 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 horrible. I I did I did have a screenshot of, of the credits at the end just just I for did. Walter Matthau's real it. name. Everyone's seen yeah. it. But uh, I mean, the, yeah. I, actually, the other I said there were three parts. Where I was like, what the fuck was that? The second one was when the when the building collapses on top of the uh, the um, the shelter. Oh, okay, right. During the, during the and they have this they have the uh, blue screen of people falling. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> The movie cost seven million dollars in nineteen seventy four, which is a lot of fucking money. I mean, hold on, that's uh, a just, lot just, of money. Just uh, the uh, Poseidon Venture, right? Um, how do you spell Poseidon? P O S E I D E I. That's where I'm going yeah. wrong here. All right, there it is. Not not the fucking remake with Kurt Russell. Fuck that <laughs> noise. Uh, seventy two, nineteen seventy two. So two years before this, Poseidon Adventure. Graphics, special effects, ten times better than than like the blue screen. Oh, I'm falling upside down. Yeah. Horrible, horrible. How much money did that make? This really felt like a made. The problem with Earthquake is it really felt like a made-for-TV movie. So when I hear that two years, like two or three years later, they reshot stuff for a TV showing, it's like you should have just saved your time. Yeah. And just did the whole thing for television. And like even when you compare this to. Um, uh, the Towering Inferno, which is also, by the way, a horrible film. Oh yeah, it is. Uh, all right, let's let's just let's just cut the chase. Every disaster film, earthquake, avalanche, Towering Inferno, airport, all of them—they're all horrible, horrible films. They're bad. They are they are an exploitation genre that should be right up there with black exploitation or uh, softcore pornography. They are horrible <laughs> films. They truly are. But unfortunately, they also managed to get all-star casts almost every single time. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, but, th- but like when you compare this to Poseidon Adventure or Towering Inferno, it just doesn't look like the money they spent is there. Except, again, there's a couple, of, like the long shots of California, like crashing great. But even like, like the, like the last shot, which I think I have in the slideshow as well. Oh and, yeah. Oh, where it outlooks the city. Yeah. Oh, by the way, the shot I have of the building uh, uh, that Charlton Heston worked in when it went under, apparently at the same time of the earthquake, the Joker released his laughing gas. <laughs> it's like, it was like, oh, there's green gas coming out. Where the fuck is green gas coming out? Yeah. What I... natural disaster show? They're like, oh, we have to show it's toxic. Make it green. So really? I was like, oh, my, sh- holy shit, there's a Rastafarian convention nearby. <laughs> what is it? Green. Uh, yeah, it was green. That, that's the best you could do. Okay. No, not working for me. It's like the leftover greenhouse effect bullshit they did in Soylent Green. It's, oh, like, it's like green. Yeah. Uh, it's, I just used uh, more green. It worked in hey, Soylent Green. Soylent Green had better special effects. I'll be yeah. fair. Yeah. Oh, by the way, there is a parent's guide to this. There is? All yeah, right. very, very briefly. Very briefly. Let's do this briefly. Um, Oh no! Oh, shit, that was beside the venture. I got I got sidetracked on my um. Oh. Oh, the dates on that. Hang on, hang on. There Hold is on. a parent. I know that there is a parent. There is a parents stuff. guide. I I'm yeah, looking I'm, at it now. I just, I'm like three tabs too deep here. I gotta move around. Parents guide. Here it is. Um. Oh Jesus. Sex and nudity. No nudity. One character exposes breasts covered by a tight T-shirt. Implied sex off-screen. Attempted rape. Parentheses. Not graphic. Reference 
to homosexual activity. Oh, boy. Ah, jeez. <laughs> Violence and gore. A lot of blood is shown throughout. Multiple characters die violently on screen. Not overly graphic. No. Death Three by falling out of buildings, crushing, impaling, drowning, crashing, elevator. Not overly graphic. Three characters shot dead in cold blood. But no blood shown when the three characters are shot dead in cold Zero. blood. Zero. Like this. All right, all right. This is the fucking genius here. Violence should have been given a PG-13 rating. Hmm. PG-13 rating wasn't around to the late 80s, you fucking moron. That's right. Or is it even early 90s? No, no, no. It's at Gremlins 84. Gremlins they, and Temple no, no, no. of Doom created the PG-13. No, they, they created it, but that that when the PG-13 was used. Then wasn't the first one used in 84? Or was it 85? It was still 80s, still late 80s. Yeah, it's but still they, mid. You're right. It's still mid 80s. Yeah. But right, Gremlins yeah. and Temple of Doom created the PG-13. Yeah. The PG-13 rating. Yeah. So, so you're well. Uh, really, most parents are fucking idiots. I just got to say that right out front. No, it's, it's true. Uh, oh, that's right. I forgot about that part where the, where the daughter, like the the mother, goes back for the daughter, and then the plate glass hits her in the face. Oh. Yeah, Oh, I've got glass in my face. I, I should have got a picture of that. I fucking I forgot about you it. Did oh, oh my god, I I, I didn't remember it till just now, because she has all the makeup. You just don't see it because the glass falls in her general direction or like on uh-huh. her, and then she turns around and goes, "Oh my god!" And actually, what, what year was Suspiria? Nineteen seventy-seven. Okay, I think Suspiria stole that stole that scene from uh, Earthquake because uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably glass in the forehead right there. Profanity. Oh. Foul language, including including God, uh, D dash M N I T. I think it means God damn it. Used four to five times. <gasps> this explod is this an expletive? Is first spoken line of the film, in fact. Oh Jesus Christ! Oh, but Jesus Christ actually approximate seven times. Yeah, and they don't spell it out because they're too Christian to do so. Because they will have taken the Lord's name in vain if they spelled it out. So they do G J hyphen s-u-s c-h-r hyphen s-t are you fucking See, kidding me i remember the first time i saw something where they where somebody said god damn it and they they bleeped out god yeah and i was like what the, what was that about it's like oh well it's taking the, it's, it's like taking the world's name in vain it's like why did they bleep out damn it well because yeah. it would just be god yeah if you I, just say I, god they, it's not you're not taking it in vain it's the damn it part that does bastard, that three, bastard three to four times they're like four to five three to four are you counting or are you not counting come on are you serious about this or are you just fucking around shit once but they know shit was only used once but bastard like oh three or four we weren't paying attention come on as well as, as, well as multiple uses multiple of damn, uses and, of damn hell. and hell what the fuck <laughs> uh, st- another one note the language in this movie should have been at least given a pg-13 another fucking idiot and probably would have been made it been made if or probably would have been if made in the 2000s oh you kidding me this would have been this would have played on the fucking disney channel please oh this could have some been tells me that this uh, pg-13 person that is the same person i wouldn't be surprised if one person was was doing this. No, the other person used way too much dashes. I, I think it's two different people. I could be wrong. Well, they then they, they're probably just on the same page as well, the other person. Here we go. It's like, alcohol. yeah, this should have got a PG-13. Here we go. Alcohol, drugs, and smoke. Multiple characters act drunk on screen. How do they know they weren't really drunk? 
<laughs> one character smokes cigarette and dies <laughs> because of it. Can you please? There's a morality lesson here. Watch the whole fucking scene. <laughs> Turn off the gas. It's like you fucking pussies. <laughs> you, you man. Clean the clean the sand out of your vaginas while I use the jackhammer to save people. <laughs> There's some people in there, and I'm gonna save them. And so is he. <laughs> George Kennedy's like, yeah, yeah, all right. I've read the script. I'm making I'm making it out of here. <laughs> Frightening and intense scenes. The oh fact boy, that that's even in there. Yeah. Destruction scenes associated with a major earthquake. You could have stopped there, but they go further. Building collapse. People hit with debris. Falling power lines. Child in danger. Flooding. Falling elevator killing multiple people. Cartoon splash of uh <laughs> Three people blood. falling out of a building to their death. One through a gas through a sky skylight. glass skylight. By the way, that wasn't just three people. There's the, the long shot. There's two more people in the little right-hand corner. Yes, there when, are. When the guy that dies in the elevator is looking out, there's two people on the right... I got one good shot of the guy like, <laughs> Violent building collapse, killing hundreds. Hundreds! I hundreds of people. Craig T. Nelson, say it isn't so. But yeah, that, that's Earthquake. I mean, now, so it's currently yeah. rated on IMDb at uh, 5.9. It's kind of <laughs> high. I don't know. I think it's pretty accurate. You, you give it a six? There's no know. way I'm giving this a fucking six. Oh, there's no way I'm giving it a fucking seven. Definitely not. This is um, mediocre at best. A five. Come on, this is uh, a solid five. You know, six to almost the, implies that it's good. You know what? Between earthquake, airport, seventy-five, and towering and, inferno, and towering inferno, this is probably the weakest one on. It the absolutely three. is, and it and it plays a part in my challenge to you tonight now hold, now hold on Air, just 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 to clarify airplane 75 yes um that is not the one that takes place underwater correct i don't even know i don't Hang remember on. i've never seen any of the airports oh holly and i watched them all in one weekend <laughs> fucking great sid caesar's in 75 um uh airport 1975 a 747 in flight collides with a small plane and is rendered pilotless Somehow the control tower must get a pilot aboard so the jet can land. Okay. Um, that is not the one that takes place underwater with Jack Lemmon. Uh, so that's the only one that I would say might be like equal or below Earthquake. So, yeah, Earthquake definitely doesn't deserve a six. I, I, I would go five with you. I, th I think All right. as far as, as, far as uh, you know what, even if it was close to a six, that cartoon blood splatter <laughs> knocks it down to a five. Absolutely. I'm, yeah, no, no question about it. All right. I mean, I enjoyed the hell out of the film. It's it's one of those really... <laughs> this is a bad movie day type movie. Oh, <laughs> You know, this is a movie we could show at one of our bad movie days. And yeah, this 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 qualifies in every way. And you know, this is one of those films... Like, like back... At, I remember when I told Holly, it's like, we're going to watch Earthquake. And she's like, oh. I was like, it's, it's a disaster film. So I guess there's like... It's like one of those uh, like big star-studded ones. It's like, well, duh. <laughs> it's, an, it's a disaster film in the 70s yeah now not not as star-studded as some of the other ones but it is star-studded it had plenty of recognizable faces 
I, I, I love the films where we'll watch them and like someone will come on camera and go, hey, oh, that guy. Yeah, I know him. I did that like seven times during this movie. Yeah, yeah. And there's a couple where, like, I got to look this guy up. Is that way? Oh, yeah, Acton. <laughs> All right, so it's got a five. Chal- right. Challenge time. Challenge time. Hold so, on. Go ahead. Before you challenge me. Yes. Gino has a voicemail waiting. Do you want to do that right now? Yes. Oh, and... and uh, you cut out on me. I'm here. Okay. You, are you ready to hear the voicemail? Um. Yes, I am. Just say the word. All right. Let's go right now. Hey, Joey and Scott. Gino Cuddy here. Just calling in to tell you that a buddy and I are going to have our own bad movie night soon. We will be watching the Good for you. Movie, uh, notoriously bad 1932 comedy Hypnotize that stars <laughs> uh, the uh, forgotten blackface du- uh, duo Morn and Mac, a.k.a. the two Black Crows, and was the final feature of esteemed comedy producer Mac Sennett. The film had more writers than a Beyonce song, like 12, and George Moran is reportedly only in the first reel. A total train wreck. It was also distributed by Worldwide Pictures, which had the infamous lady with the globed breasts logo. Um, wow. If you guys are still doing your old format, this is a film that I would have loved to have had you guys uh, check out and review. Um, here's just a sample of the film that I found on YouTube to give you an idea of what we're in for. What's going on here? Can't you see I'm in and you're out? <laughs> well, I thought I was the hot stuff around here. You was, but now you ain't. No, I'm a hot stuff now. Well, cool off. So now you guys know what I'm in for. Um, so, yeah. Um, looking forward to uh, the next show. Hope you guys uh, review a uh, good one. Um, and again, if you guys would like to follow me, follow me on Facebook. My Facebook is facebook.com slash official Gino Cuddy. That is G-E-N-O-C-U-D-D-Y. And you can follow me on Twitter at official Gino C. Um, I hope you guys uh, have a great night, and uh, thank you. For listening. Good night. <laughs> well, thank you, Gino. We uh, we appreciate the voicemail. In case you didn't catch that, it's G E N O C U D D Y. That's right. He was a bit quick on that one. Make sure you got it. Oh, the minute he said the, the blackface artist, I was like, oh, fuck no. <laughs> Uh, I hope you. I, I hope you're watching this in the private privacy of your own home. <laughs> Don't go to your local library and uh, request to have this played. Might not uh, go over so well. Uh, 1932 film. The hypnotist, or something. Yeah, I could play it I again go real quick. I, and... I need to see that now. <laughs> here, let's play. Let's play the beginning of that super quick. Hey, Joey and Scott, Gino Cuddy here. Just calling in to tell you that a buddy and I are going to have our own bad movie night soon. We will be watching the, the uh, notoriously bad 1932 comedy Hypnotize. Hypnotize. The, uh, Hypnotize. I'm, I'm looking right now. Hypnotize. I, I need... <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it. <laughs> What's he talking about? Uh, was it like the brothers duo or just... <laughs> it's like, Insert racist 1930s films here. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. Hypnotized. 1932. 12 writing credits. 
<laughs> I didn't get the Beyonce reference because I'm not hip on music. Actually, there's 14, 14 writing credits, uh, credits but uh, adapted uh, f- uh, from a Harry McCoy. I, now, here's know. the thing. The golden rule is if you have a movie or any, any, any type of cinema that has more than two screenwriters, usually uh, that's a real bad sign. I would see more than four. Four? Yeah, all right, listen, just because sometimes you get, all right, two guys write a screenplay, the studio gets it, it's like, oh, we need rewrites, and they bring two guy, two fixers in. Four is the limit. Because you'll get, like, story by, say, I'm going to be flexible. Four screenwriters, and I'm sure there's films that, like, we like where I can point to, and I was like, yeah. Oh, I'm sure of it. So, but once you pass that number four, you're, you're in dangerous territory. Well, now, I, well you know what? A red flag always goes up for me if I see three. For, for me, red flag is five or more. Five? That's a, that's, that's a lot to or, be forgiving for. Four. Again, four, uh, four is reasonable. Um, you can have a bad movie with one screenwriter. Don't get me wrong. Oh, of course. But, but I feel like four, based on how the industry works, you know, again, I had an idea. I wrote a screenplay. Oh, we brought two people in to rewrite the screenplay. It was decent. That's great. Once you get five, you're like, oh, they just kept passing this shit back and forth. And oh, and guess guess what? This guy wanted some uh, writing credits. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, Gino, you listen to this show. I'm sure you are. I want to see this film. (laughs) (laughs) Send me whatever it takes for me to see this film. I want to see it. Please let me know. And I will, uh, you know, maybe we'll review it. Maybe we'll do like a side review. Maybe I'll I'll be a guest on your show. That'd be great. Whatever. But I wanna I, I need to see this fucking film now. <laughs> I I need to see this film. Hypnotized, um, nineteen thirty two. Yes, and and I, I I just looked it up on my sources and I can't find it. So let me know. I need to see this. So Joey. Uh, yes, Earthquake, sir. Earthquake is now done. It's done. What do you have in store for me? And are we staying in the lovely year of nineteen seventy four? Now, I've been thinking about what I could challenge you to in 1974. And, of course, we have Airport 1975. We've got the Towering Inferno. And, essentially, what are we going to do? Three, like, back-to-back-to-back disaster movies? Obviously not. So, I'm moving us to 1975. Oh, you're shitting me. Really? We're not doing Emmanuel? We are not... No! We already did Flesh Gordon. We don't need to fucking do Emmanuel. Hey, I was surprised at Flesh Gordon, so I don't... Flesh Gordon is an iconic film. I'm not saying Emmanuel isn't either, but it's Flesh Gordon is one of those films... Okay, only one of them spawned like a dozen sequels, including a cannibal sequel. Well, this is true. But Emmanuel is pretty much for... All that it is, truly just soft porn. It It is soft por- core porn, but, but again... They, they I, tried I, something with Flesh Gordon. There is actually a Emmanuel zombie film, cannibal film, called Emmanuel and the Last Cannibals. <laughs> the opening scene is a woman running down a hallway, like a nurse, with one of her breasts eaten off. Ah! <laughs> I used to have a copy of the film, that's as far as I got. Oh, there you go. But uh, so, yeah, I'm not a huge fan. Yeah, no, of, we're uh, we're moving we're moving to 1975. Fine. I mean, again, Fine. maybe Fine. maybe I would have challenged you to like Airport or or 
the towering inferno right. but i you know what i'm i'm done with 74 man okay you this know is what? like it's like we've done six movies in 74 i i i'm not too i'm not too upset about it there's probably one or two more films we could have done but we did touch on some basics yeah. we we touched on the 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 disaster genre that's right very important hey we got pardon me we got it's alive in there we got it's alive in there I'm very happy about that. And as, actually, as as far as like you know, yeah, Flesh Gordon to me was uh, like as far as like the sex and the serial, the original serials and all that, and just the the, the way the film presented itself, I felt it was was one of those films that was made to be reviewed by us. It was it was important to remind me of how fucked up my childhood was, yeah. basically. And the thing is, I mean, you want to talk about sexploitation and stuff? We did Caged Heat when we were doing seventy three. That's true. So, you know, at least we, you know, we touched on some of the major genres of the year, of the, of the decade that came out that year. That's very important. We kind of got a, it's not that we covered every single film of that year, but we, we we got the pulse of the year. Absolutely. I really feel like we did that. Yeah. Um, I I felt a pulse of the year for bad movies, so to speak. Unfortunately, when we started off in 73, I, you know, I hate to say that 73 was kind of a weak year, but it kind of, it was a really weak year for movies. We, we got out of 73 fairly quick. I think we only did three or four movies in 73. Not not a lot. Not a lot of great ones. I feel that 75 is similar. I feel 75 is a pretty weak year. Okay. Well, I have not glanced at 75 at all. I have. Now, I have two movies that I could challenge to you right now. I've picked one, and as long as you don't take us right into 76, I will challenge both of these films to you. I will only give you the one tonight, obviously. Do you really think I would take us right into 76? Uh, If 75 is that weak, I wouldn't mind it. Hold on. I'm going to bring up 1975 films, but I'm not going to look until after you give me my challenge. Okay. So... This is a challenge. Now, again, our format is to watch the film from 1975. But right. it is... they. This film does have a remake. So I don't know if we would do both. If we kind of would combine the old style format with the new format. Whereas Mike. we would just talk about both movies. Now, I've seen both movies. I know you've seen both movies. So it wouldn't be hard to do both. Now All we right. don't so we don't have to because God knows God knows we don't have fucking time. There's a remake. Okay, we know there that is one. a remake. Give me a hint. Um, let's see. It takes place in the future. Doesn't narrow it down much. No. Okay. Okay. Uh, this it's should not th- run. No, no. That that I believe <laughs> comes out in '76. My birth yeah. year. Uh, I'll give you another hint, and it should give it away. It takes place in the future. There's a remake, and it's a racing film. Oh, no. <laughs> I've never actually watched this film. But I have watched the remake. Of course you have. And it is? Death Race 2000. It is Death Race 2000. Oh man! Whereas the remake is just called Death Race. Death Race, and I, we remember Death Race for one reason, right? Of course, Ian McShane. No, I'm talking about the fact that this was one of the. This is back when I still read newspaper reviews. Oh, oh, it was uh, Stephen Witty. 
and he All gave it them. three stars. <laughs> this is this is like one of those weird films out of the year where every single critic said, "You know what? I'm giving it three stars. It was a great film. I enjoyed like they, it." They would use like popcorn movie or excuses like that. But I think even Stephen Woody said, I can't believe I'm saying this, but yes, three and a half stars. So what the fuck is going on? It's like maybe, uh, you know, he took a hit that day right before he saw the film. And it's just like, you know what? Fuck it. I like this. Every year, the critics kind of choose en masse, whether it's coordinated or not, one big budget film to shit on and one low budget film to praise. Yep. And like, and, and... the two that still stick in my craw are Lone Ranger. Lone Ranger, as far as big budget films to shit on that didn't deserve what they got and gave it. And Death Race, which every single critic was like, I, I don't know why I'm saying this, but yes, I have to give it three stars. <laughs> but I've never actually sat through Death Race 2000. Me neither. I know that it's got Robert, uh, I'm sorry, David Carradine in it. David it's Carradine. got St- Sylvester Stallone before he yes. becomes famous. In the Rocky films, this was a year before he became famous uh, doing Rocky, and it takes place in the year 2000, and of course, I love movies that are old that take place like way in the future, and it's like, yeah, it's nothing like that. Like to even think that that's where we would be in 25 years is insane. Now, I brought up, I brought up 1975, uh... And uh, now, just just to give an idea of what we're looking at in 1975. Yes. A uh, lot of films that we will not be reviewing: uh, Jaws, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, Dog Day Afternoon, uh, Great Gardens, a documentary, but still, uh, Three Days of the Condor. Alice doesn't live here anymore. Barry uh, Lyndon. Harry Lyndon. Well, I that maybe I'm not. I don't want to no, see through that. No. A shit. the movie's too long, and B it's too artsy fartsy. I mean. Yeah. We could shit on it for being artsy fartsy, but it, now every it, film I just mentioned, there's no way we're reviewing. Uh, with the maybe Rocky Horror, but that's it. Like every other film I mentioned, they're just yeah. great films. I mean, maybe French Connection too, but it's a sequel. I, I don't think I don't think first one. I don't think I would even challenge that. Now I, I'm just glad shampoo at- maybe. Oh, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen shampoo? No. All right. Okay. That's coming. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm looking at all the films in 75. Now, there is a film. Are you on the numbers? Is that where you're looking? I'm actually just looking at like, a, I just did a, okay. a Bing. I did a Bing search. Now, there is another film. And by the way, I apologize. Why? For doing a Bing search. Oh, no. Yeah, you should be. Was um, intention now, I'm on the numbers, and there is the other film that I'm challenging you to, unless you take us in the 76 uh, early, is not on this list. But really? it, 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 it was released theatrically, but the here's the reason why it's not on the list. It was released limited, and it did not get attention until later. Hmm. But it was released in 75 in a limited run, but it was mostly a foreign run. Even though it did have a an American release, yeah. So it, I it, it's not on like it possibly is not on any lists, but I am going to challenge it to you, unless you take us out of seventy five. All right, I'm taking a glance at seventy five now, and I'm seeing, uh, one, two, three. We've already done Wicker Man because we did it with the remake. 
I'm not even seeing Wicker Man on my list. I'm think I'm seeing half a dozen films that are potentials. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely yeah. half a dozen potential films. But I could see us getting tired of seventy-five and going right into seventy-six if we wanted to. All right, but you know what? I I think we have to make sure we touch on each genre. You kind of brought that up with that whole thing with the uh, the. Uh... Well, the other film that I have is also futuristic, but it's post post-apocalyptic. Oh really? Oh, I, I already know what, what your film it is then. Do you? Yeah, I, I really do. Yeah. Okay, we could talk about that off air then. Yeah, I'll, I'll bring it up off air, but I guarantee I already know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. Maybe oh, you don't. There, there's one, there's, there's, yeah, no, no. You said specifically post-apocalyptic, not dystopian, right? Well. It's after the apocalypse, right? It's not just like a, a dystopian future where things are fucked up. No, it's dystopian. I mean, it's it, it's post-apocalypse. I mean, it's the after. See, you know what? There are Was things. Was there an apocalypse? Yes. Okay, I know which film it is. You don't see or see the apocalypse. You just see the I, aftermath. No. Yeah. No, no, I know. I know which film it is. We'll, we'll talk after the show. But oh, all right, all right, we'll see. <laughs> all right, all right. I guess we should end the show then. Yes. All right, let's do this. All right, everyone, episode 308. Thank you, as always, for joining us for another episode of Movie Sucktastic. Um, join us every week, every Thursday, 8 o'clock. Hang out with us while we review a film. You can watch it live on our website at moviesucktastic.com, or you can go to our YouTube page and watch it live there. You can uh, go to our website at moviesucktastic.com and download or listen to the show as well. You can go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash moviesucktastic. You can get our show on iTunes. You can download or listen to it there. You can leave us email. The address is themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com. You want to leave us voicemail? Please do. We will play it on the show. It's 908-514-4470. If you want, you can download the 100% free Android app in the Play Store for your Android device. Everything I said is in there, and it's 100% free. I highly recommend you get it. Uh, if it's not in the Play Store for any reason, you can do a Google search for it, and you can just download an old APK for it, and that works too. Um, so, other than that, that's my spiel. Scott, do you have any words of wisdom, Mr. Wilson? Yes, I do. He almost got away because some peckerwood rich man's whore in a cop's uniform was worried about a hedge! <laughs> Love that scene. So good. <laughs> Alright, everybody. We will talk to you next week when we review... Death Race 2000. All right. Green was made from people. 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 All right, everybody. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.